Apologizing is something that we do when we want to make peace. But there are certain times that people who apologize feel wronged because they feel, look, I'm not the person that caused this problem. Why am I the one apologizing? But then remember, when you apologize, it doesn't mean that you're wrong and the other person is right. Sometimes it's a step and it's a realization that you value that relationship more than you value the situation that have caused the discord. I am Dr. Denny. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, and the host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And today, I'm going to talk about this word. Not many people like to hear it. Most people don't like to give it. And that is apology. It's like saying, I am sorry. So many times in our lives, we have interactions with people, either in our families, amongst our friends, in a wider community, at work, in your business, with your clients, even with strangers. And there are times when things don't go as well as they should. You might have hit a brick wall, said something you did not want to say, or done something you did not want to do, or perhaps did not say what you were meant to have said or did not do what the other person expected you to do. And that can cause discord. It happens to all of us because every day when we're interacting with people, there are certain things and that we, because we cannot read minds, we'll be able to recognize that you find out that someone is not happy with you and you wonder, oh, what, what's happened? And Sometimes they're kind enough. And the reason why I use the word kind enough, because some people are just interestingly different, where they rather keep you guessing what you did or you did not do, or they pretend <laughs> that everything is all right, whereas it's not. And when they kindly, the people that kindly tell you what you did or what you did not do, there is a temptation for you to go into blame mode. Oh, if you did not do this to me, I would not have done that. But how is that helping the relationship? How is it moving you forward? See, if you are not moving onward and forward from situations, it can be detrimental to your well-being. And I actually prefer the word moving onward because sometimes you move forward, sometimes you move backwards. and the backwards is not a retrogression. It is a reflection and also a bit of moving away from the situation to view it from a reflective point of view. We need to be reflective people because when things happen in our lives and we don't learn from them, we've not reflected on them, we've not gotten the lessons from them. The tendency for us to repeat the same thing is very high. And when things happen that cause us to feel that we are so hurt by someone, maybe you were disappointed by somebody's action or inaction, there is that tendency for you to just go, do you know what? Enough. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. And that leads to anger. Sometimes fear, sometimes you're just in a constant state of stress, 
So when you see the person, your blood starts to boil. When you hear their name, you just get so irritated. It feels like you're a cannon, you're about to explode. You know, these are certain things that we experience. But rather than get to that point where we are not happy with our fellows, our friends, our family, or even ourselves, we need to try to find a way to apologize as a way of moving forward. So I'm going to start with how we apologize to ourselves. For a very long time, I found it quite difficult to see someone I've hurt and not apologize. I mean, as a chronic people pleaser, I was kind of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, even when I was not the one that did the wrong. That was my own way of making peace because I wanted peace. Of course, there will be people who manipulate that situation. There will be people who are kind of taken into a place of they feel like they are more powerful because they have you apologize it. And of course, that can be frustrating. However, while I was apologizing to people, I was not apologizing to me. And you know what that did for me? It made me plunge into a place where I felt a lot of anger, a lot of fear, a lot of guilt, and a lot of regrets. Those four emotions are terrible emotions to have brewing within you. Of course, we all feel this. I mean, everybody gets angry once in a while or every now and again. You get fear every now and again. You get regret every now and again. However, if it gets to a point where those are the main emotions that are going through your mind because you're constantly saying sorry to everybody, but you, you are not saying sorry to you, then there's a problem. So in that space where I felt that anger and regret, I just thought, I could feel the tension in my muscles. Then I used to have lots of pain and aches in my shoulders. And that just tells you how linked our emotions are to our physical health. Because as you're building up that tension emotionally, your body responds as well. So it got to a point where I said, this is not healthy for me. What can I do? And you know, I always tell you about asking the right questions. What can I do to sort this out? That was when I did a bit of reflection. And like I said, we're supposed to be reflective people. And if you are a fan of journaling, that is brilliant. Because that's what I tend to do. I just pick up my pen and my journal. I'm like, okay, right, let's write about this. Let's do something about this. And when I do that, it opens a new perspective. That was the moment when I started to appreciate the need to apologize to myself, to forgive myself, to let go of the things I was holding on to that I might have done or might not have done. And I'm going to teach you one very useful tool that one of my mentors taught me when it comes to apologizing to yourself, forgiving yourself, healing yourself. Because when you do this for yourself, your soul is healed. 
it's now most from a place of anger and regret and shame and all the rest of those low vibration emotions to a place of hope and appreciation and love. So this, of course, I know perhaps you're listening to me, you're reading, uh, you're probably taking the children to school, walking the dog, you're on the treadmill, whatever you're doing, you can always come back and do this later. So you have a mirror in front of you. Now, we all know that uh, every now and again, we use mirrors. Some people have massive mirrors. Awesome. If you've got a little mirror, even if it's something in your handbag, because this can be done anywhere. So if it's like your makeup bag, you've got your mirror, bring it out. If it's something you're at home or you want to use a bigger mirror, that's absolutely fine. I tend to use like, you know, the standard mirror you would have in the bathroom, that kind of mirror. And because the bathroom is one of the only rooms that has a lock on the door, <laughs> um, that also gives you a bit of privacy. So it's a good time either in the morning or when you're going to bed at night to just get that moment to apologize to yourself, to forgive yourself, to let go of those things. So you need you and you need a mirror. Okay, and what you do when you stand in front of the mirror or you look into the mirror is to look straight into your eyes. So you're not looking at your face. You know how you look at the mirror and you're applying makeup? No, you're looking at the mirror and you're looking into your eyes. As you're looking into your eyes, you can make statements like, I am sorry. And you say, by starting with your first name. You say your first name and you say, I am sorry for, and you say whatever it is you're sorry for. The way you apologize to someone, so I'm sorry for hurting you. I'm sorry for coming late. I'm sorry for not picking you up. I'm sorry for um, not getting the food ready on time. I'm sorry for ignoring you. That kind of way, you are doing that for you. You say your name, I am sorry for, and you say what it is, okay? And when you say I am sorry for, it's such a healing thing because, and you're looking straight into your eyes, it tells you yourself that you value you. Another statement that you can also make, which is very, very powerful and useful, is I forgive you for. So this is almost as though you're having a dialogue, but it's just you in that conversation. So I am sorry for you are apologizing, but then taking it a step further, I forgive you for. It's as though, okay, I've heard your apology and I forgive you for that thing that you've just apologized to me for. And those two statements are very useful. And the third statement, which kind of wraps this up together, is, I love you. Now, this one, you do not really have to give a reason. You just need to say, I love you. And what I say is, do not just say it once. Say it at least a few times. You can pick the number seven and say it at least seven times. I love you. Remember, all this you're doing, looking straight into your eyes. I love you. I love you. And that is such a powerful thing. So this exercise is a healing for you. Apologizing to you, forgiving yourself, and 
showing yourself love. Okay, so that is for you and the power of an apology. In relation to other people, say either they are at work or in your business or a client, sometimes even a stranger. Let's talk about that because when you have kind of challenges or in a relationship, either in your business or at work or wherever, uh, it affects your health. So. When you have that kind of situation where um, a distorted or an unhappy relationship is impacting you, you need to do something about it. And don't wait until it starts to affect you before you do something. Do something now. That is where this quote I started with at the beginning plays an important role. And that is where apologizing is not an indication that you're wrong and the other person is right. It is a realization that you value that relationship more than you value the situation that has led to that conflict. There are many times in my relationship with family or friends, with co-workers, with business colleagues, with clients, that I have said I am sorry even though I was in the right and the person was in the wrong, even though I knew that they might use this as a manipulative tactic to say, yes, now that you know that you're wrong kind of thing, even though I knew that, I still gave that apology. Why? Because I valued the relationship. That is such a gift, and it takes a lot of strength. And I would say, that makes you the bigger person. It makes you the bigger person in that relationship. Because yes, you and I are in relationships with people, even with ourselves. And for it to be able to move, move safely and sail beautifully on the sea of life, we need to ensure that we are putting things in place when there is a hole in the ship, we can plug it quickly before water starts to pour in and it starts to become a tempest and a storm and the ship then sinks. We don't want that ship to sink. That relationship, we can salvage by offering an apology. Now, there are times when you will offer an apology and it's biting at your heart and I felt that quite a bit. And the other person who's wrong doesn't offer an apology back. <laughs> and you think to yourself, oh, my goodness, that is so annoying. But remember, everyone is on their journey. You can do what you can do. And you can control only what you do. You can't control what someone else is going to do. You can't control what someone else is going to act as or react to. It's so important for us to recognize that. And that's something I really struggled with. I still struggle with it every now and again because um, as someone who is recovering from people pleasing, I, I realized that I was constantly, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And later I stepped back. I think that was especially after my father's death. I stepped back and I said, hey, 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 come. What is your problem? What do you think? And I became very selective about 
who I wanted in my sphere. But the moment you see that the relationship that you're having is one you cherish, you will apologize. But if it's something that you think, oh, no, this has happened one, two, three, too many, <laughs> you know, um, and it's something that is not going to be um, a source of empowerment and health and well-being for you, you need to let it go. But don't beat yourself up. This is not a choice I can make for you. It's a choice you make yourself. And every relationship is different. I remember there was a part of scripture that was talking about how you handle conflict in the community. And I think that's, this is a very useful one. So they said when you have a conflict with your brother, and that's the way it was determined term. So have a conflict with someone. You go and have a, a discussion with the person like, ah, what, what can we do about this? If that person doesn't respond, then you take a couple of people to have a dialogue, a discussion. Let's see what we can do. And if that's the thing that the person still doesn't respond, then you bring the community in. In many tribes, that is a similar way by which conflict is addressed. And it's very important for us to recognize the role of community in addressing conflict. But sometimes it doesn't have to get to that level. Sometimes you, by offering an apology, can make a difference. But of course, there are certain things that you can't salvage. And there are also certain things that if they have kind of gone up in a puff of smoke, it's just disintegrated, the relationship has just broken down, that ship has sunk. <laughs> there are some times that time would heal that wound. Time will bring that ship back, whereby you at least can have a, maybe not as close a relationship as you had before, but something that would, you are respectful to each other and you are just having that connection rather than being angry or shameful or upset when you hear the person's voice or you see the person's name or anything like that. So this is so important. And it's the same way you did for yourself. You say, I am sorry. And when you say you're sorry, most times people want to know what you're sorry for. You tell them what it is. Don't expect them to reciprocate. I know it's hard. I've been there, done that, got the plaque. <laughs> um, sometimes you say, I'm sorry to someone. And the person, rather than see that as you extending an olive branch, they think it's a time for them to flex their muscle. It's a time for them to tell you who's boss and who isn't. <laughs> but you know who you are. You don't need anybody to remind you. Because you're just amazing. You're specially, beautifully, wonderfully made. And that's why I talk about this in my best-selling book, Every Mom is a Supermom. Your superpower of forgiving. When you apologize to someone, remember the next step is to forgive the person. You need to forgive. Sometimes, like I said, you can't control what other people do. You can't tell them to forgive you. Or if you do, they can choose not to forgive you, to be quite honest. That's not your business. If they choose to or choose not to, it's their choice. So 
you can then do that and then extend some love to them. The fact that you've extended love to someone that has hurt you or someone who you're in a conflict with does not mean you need to bring them close into your space where they can do it again. Sometimes you can love people from afar. So I'm not advocating that you go into a place where you feel so uncomfortable, so unhappy, and you wallow in it. No. My thought is that you live in peace with people. Let your relationships be peaceful. Your interactions be peaceful. There will be conflicts every now and again. You don't have to let them get into you, causing turmoil in your soul, in your mind, in your body, causing the disturbance of your spirit. It's not worth it. Let go. And if an apology is the key that would do that for you, where is an apology to yourself or to others? That's the approach to take. Now, the third set of people I'd like to talk about, of course, because this is a very special group, we are all mothers, uh, is for our children. I come from a culture where children are seen, not heard. It's almost like a taboo for an adult to apologize to a child. But I also come from a family where respect is so important. And my father used to say something. He says, everybody deserves respect, even a newborn baby. Now, a newborn baby will not understand what you're saying or will not understand what you mean when you say you're sorry or you apologize or whatever. But they deserve a level of respect. And with that upbringing and with that saying, I was able to recognize there are certain times that we as parents, we as mothers need to apologize to our children. And when you teach them that very particularly powerful gift, I call it a superpower of being able to apologize, recognize when you've done something wrong, or even if you've not done anything wrong, but because you value that relationship, apology is such a key. You try to make amends. You extend an olive branch. Like I said before, it also makes you the bigger person. There are certain times that you apologize to your child. And I remember there was a time I was having um, a debate with my child. Now, I've got a child who is very quiet and placid. And if you say jump, she'll say how high, you know, very, very calm. But wasn't always like that. <laughs> okay. Now, I have another one that when you say, go and do this, they'll say why. Those kind of children are a little more challenging than the ones that just do as you say. And of course, from a cultural perspective, it's like, oh yeah, sure. I want a child that does as I say without questioning me. But you know, I have come to value the personality of my child who questions, who asks, who doesn't just do because they are told to do. And that has taught me to understand things. And that child, same child is the child that taught me how to say no. <laughs> because, of course, like I said, chronic people please, uh, yes, yes, yes. Somebody says do this, yes. And someone say do that, you say yes. So chronic people please, uh, that's what they do. But I was taught to say no because of that child. 
So having these different children, I was able to understand certain things. There were certain there was that day when I was having uh, a disagreement and we're having a discussion. And I said, no, you don't do it like this. You do it like this because I've said so. <laughs> and I kind of brought in my like um, cultural background to say, well, no, you don't do it like that. You do it like that. Why? Because I said so. Especially after you explained a few times, like, because I said so. And so at the point, we got to um, a situation where I was upset. My child was upset. And I thought to myself, it is right for this child to learn, but it's also right for them to have an understanding. At that point, I started to look at things a little differently. And I said, and I, of course, I brought the situation closer. And I said, let's have a discussion. I came to the child's level and I said, you're upset. I can see that. And I'm also upset. However, this is not the way we want to be. We want to live in love and peace. And of course, for every conflict, there are certain things that you do or the other person does that contributes to that. Because every time something goes wrong, everybody has a way of blaming, oh, it's your fault. No, it's not your fault. It's not one person's fault. Everybody contributed to it. So I apologize for what I contributed to it. And we had a discussion. And the next thing I got was, I'm so sorry, mommy. I'm sorry. And I had the biggest hug and a lovely bonding moment. The reason why I share that with you is that many times we feel that an apology might, and of course people might disagree with this, especially to a child, is not needed. Sometimes it's needed because for a conflict to have happened, there are some contributing factors and your contribution might have made things worse. You can apologize for that contributing element that has made it worse. While you know you are right and the other person is wrong, (laughs) you can apologize for that contributing element. But then, You're doing that because you value that relationship more than the situation that has caused it. And that because, of course, you're a parent, that is the time to coach your child, to help your child to see and understand that, yes, we had a conflict, we had a a disagreement, but you and I can work on making this better. You and I can mend this ship this relationship, this beautiful connection that we have. And that is where the emotions of love and joy and peace and and, um, connection comes in. So apology is something that men don't want to give, but sometimes it's necessary to give even though you're right and the other person is wrong. Think about your relationship. Think about how important it is to you and make sure that as you're doing this, you are ensuring your well-being of mind, body, soul, and spirit. Don't forget to do the exercise where you apologize to yourself, you forgive yourself, and then you express love to yourself. 
Self-love is not selfish. It's a crucial part of our well-being. I am Dr. Dini. Do not forget to share this. Do not forget to subscribe and download this. Until next time, I ask that you stay well. Thank you.